Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. Thank you, as always, for joining me. In today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about coaching techniques and how to be, I guess, uh, effective as a coach and, and, and why some coaches are ineffective. Uh, but first and foremost, an introduction, I suppose, for you guys who are new. If this is your first time joining me, my name is Akil Stokes. I am a professional Forex trader. I am also a trading coach over at tier1trading.com. And this is the Trading Coach Podcast, which is a podcast I release each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on almost every popular podcasting and music app you can find as uh, as well as YouTube. So make sure you subscribe that way you don't miss the next episode. This was an interesting weekend, right? I, I guess uh, let's start with this. Congratulations to France. Ale, 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 right? Congratulations on your World Cup victory. This was one of the most exciting World Cups that I've ever seen. And I'm a little bit surprised. I didn't really have an, a, a rooting interest in it, mainly because the teams I support, the U.S. men's national team and the Jamaican reggae boys were not involved. Um, so I thought I was going to be disinterested, but I actually ended up really enjoying it. And before we get into today's topic, uh, I want to follow up on a conversation that I had about correlations because I always get the questions. It's one of my hot topic issues. There, there, there are a few subjects that really get me fired up and correlations are one of them, meaning that traders, it's not that they believe in correlations, but more so they look to take action on correlations, meaning that um, a, a very easy example, hey, Akil, because the euro dollar is selling off, which means dollar strength, euro weakness, I should be buying the, the dollar against every other currency pair. I should be selling the, the euro against every other currency pair. Really gets me angry because it... it I understand it in, in, in other markets where you have sectors. The, uh, the Forex market is a little bit different because each pair is a pair, right? Two pairs, it, it's, it's, an, it's an individual battle between the currencies. Um, and I always give the example of a sporting example. Uh, you know, If this team beats that team, does that mean that they're better than this team and blah, blah, blah. So here's my, my correlation example for you guys that believe in correlations. And let's see if this, this sways your opinion, right? So France is are the world cup champions right and i was kind of think back i don't think they 
I'm, they don't. I don't think they lost the match this cup. I don't even think they had a draw. I think they won every single one. Maybe maybe they drew their their final group stage match. Um, but aside from that, they won every one. And the, the France's last game before heading off to the World Cup was against the U.S. of A. The U.S. of A. B. team, right? Because we are basically. After missing out in the World Cup, we decided to give all of our young players um, just a chance to prove themselves so we can start kind of figuring out what our teams would look like in the future. So we played France, right? France's A team, maybe missing one person. Uh, we played France with a bunch of 18, 19, 20 year olds. And guess what we did? We drew, right? A 1 1 draw against France. So the way I see it is this. We should be World Cup runners-up. Right? Right? The team that was beating everyone couldn't beat us. Therefore, we must be better than everyone else. We should, we would, if we were in the cup, we would probably be World Cup runners-up. So um, that's the way I think about it, right? If, if you guys have a different difference of opinion, let me know. Shoot me a message on the Twitter. Shoot me a message on YouTube or wherever you find me at. But for you guys that believe in correlations, right? That's how it should work, right? Because France couldn't beat us. Therefore, we must be better than everyone else in the World Cup as well, except for maybe France. We're just as good as France, right? And then it would have went into penalty kicks and whoever wins from there. So... Wanted to get that out the way because whenever I can take a jab at you correlation guys, I like to do it. But let's talk about today's subject, which is coaching. And this weekend, I, I had a lot more time in front of the charts than I usually do. I've been doing from some of you guys saw it on social media. I've been doing some back testing on um, some baseline back testing. I mean, the, the very basic uh, kind of starting point of my back testing on a new strategy that I've been working on. And while I was doing that, I was, uh, you know, I had sneaky pete right on the left monitor which is a great series by the way if you guys have amazon prime watch your prime video watch sneaky pete fantastic i had my testing chart in the middle i had my excel spreadsheet on the right and at the very top right of my setup i had our tier one trading chat because whenever i get a chance i like to spend some time on the chat i know that a lot of our traders are putting in a massive amount of work during the weekend that's that's when they have the most amount of time to work on their trading um, therefore, if any of them have questions or, or concerns uh, while they're going through the material, um, they know that they can get instant access to us. And there were some really good conversations over the weekend, one which will probably end up being a future podcast where me and this other experienced trader w w was basically begging this younger trader not to do what he was thinking about doing because he was going to blow an account. We're like, we're tag teaming. I'm like, please don't, please don't do that. Um, we'll see if that makes another podcast episode. But we had... Uh, a conversation where we had one of our trial members that came on and he asked the uh, he asked the community, he said, hey, um, I just want to know, what, what do you guys think? Is the education worth it? I'm a trial member right now. I'm considering it. Um, I'd love to hear your opinion, right? Doing the due diligence before he invests any money. And there was another trial member that came on and said, yeah, yeah, do it. I'm on the trial membership right now. I'm signing up tomorrow. Um, do it. And and it was a, a pretty good kind of stream of, of people saying nice things about us. I was sitting back just watching, right? Please don't say anything bad. Please don't say anything bad. Please don't say anything bad. Then all these good compliments came to them. Like, yeah, we're awesome. Um, but something that struck me was that one of the, one of the, the members that's going to be a, a, a premium member uh, soon mentioned that he took about 10 training courses. Now, I'm not sure if it's a combination between taking trend, uh, 10 trading courses or if it's webinars or or systems programs, but he said um, 
He's been satisfied, and this is one of them, with only three out of the ten he's taken, right? And he went on to mention a course that he took that was from a, uh, a very well-known individual. Now, usually, I would say this individual's name because, you know, I-D-G-A-F, right? I don't give a what, but being the coach of the all-women's track team, I understand how gossip happens. Being on the internet, on social media all the time, I understand how gossip happens, and I don't want this to end up bad. And what I mean by that is, I don't know if you guys ever did this, but uh, as a kid, we used to play this game called Whisper Down the Lane, right? You'd line up like the whole group of, the whole classroom, I mean, 20 people, right? 20 kids. And you would start off by whispering a a message in the first person's ear. So it would be like, um, I like cheeseburgers better, something like that. And then the message goes down, goes down, goes down. And by the time it reaches the last person, the message is nothing like it started with and everyone gets a good laugh. So it's like, I like cheeseburgers better. It ends up being like, um, please don't murder the beggar, something like that. And it's like, what? Ha ha ha, that's funny. But that's how it happens on the internet, right? So my fear is if I say something, not even bad about this, this high profile trader and trading coach, My fear is that if I say something, anything slightly, maybe possibly negative that someone else might have said, 99% of you will understand there'll be that one person that goes on the internet, oh, did you hear hear what Akil says? And then that turns into this, that turns into that. And before I know it, I'm calling out this traitor and I'm saying bad things about his mother. And that's just how the internet does it. So I'm not going to say his name. But I was really shocked to hear that this trader was dissatisfied with the training course because this person produces or at least says that he produces, and I have no reason not to believe him, um, a lot of successful traders. And um, the trader went on to say that, you know, it wasn't necessarily, he's not saying that he, he, he bets the trader is fantastic. What he's teaching is fantastic. He's a good trader. He's just not a good coach, meaning that the way he, the way he relays the information makes it very difficult to learn. He's very dry. The examples aren't really easy to understand for a novice. And I know exactly what he's talking about. I I took a course on Elliott Waves probably probably about five years ago, I would say. And the person that taught the course was fantastic. However, to this day, I never finished a course because it was so dry. The material was good, but the teaching, the videos was like, well... When you have the third wave, which should be the longest wave, the next, and I was just like falling asleep at my desk, so I completely understand. But we went on to talk um, and we got into conversation about how great traders don't necessarily make great coaches. And the same thing goes for sports. If you look at a lot of uh, professional sports teams, a lot of professional sports players, very rarely does the greatest in that sport also make for a very great coach. And, And the question is why, right? You would think that if someone is the best, they should be able to teach the best, right? And it's not true because teaching and doing are two completely different things, right? Typically, the, the best in anything, whether it's a sport, whether it's in the market, 
there's something natural in them that just allows them to be great, whether it's, you know, you've been handed the right genes from your parents and you can just you you can move your body and twist your body and and do things um, that other people find very extremely hard to do. You can do it with ease or maybe say in the markets, you're just you're blessed with this natural instinct to just kind of see a different level. And it's very hard to teach. And a good conversation that I heard uh, once on it was a radio show called Mike and Mike. They, they recently broke up, um, but um, one of the one of the co-hosts was a former football player for, for the Philadelphia Eagles, and he played alongside one of the greatest defensive players of all time. May he rest in peace, Reggie White. And Reggie White was a defensive end, and uh, he had this unstoppable spin move. Right, so when the the offense would hike the ball. He would do this spin move. He'd do his hands, hoo, 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 spin, and get to the quarterback, right? And, and <laughs> they couldn't stop him. And he, the co-host remembers at one practice, the coach asking Reggie White, he said, hey, can you, just, uh, can you, can you take our, other, our younger DNs to the side and just teach them that move that you do? You know, it's great that you do it. If we can get everyone doing that, we'll be unstoppable. So Reggie lined up, and the coach said, hike. And he tried to explain it, and he just... He just couldn't do it. And he went back and he tried again and couldn't quite do it. He went back and tried again and couldn't quite do it. He said, coach, you know what? I just, I just do it. Right. And it's the same thing. Michael Jordan, right? Michael Jordan's famous for being uh, probably one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Famous for the Jordan brand that goes through Nike and, and kind of the, the, the phrase, just do it. Right. Michael Jordan. How did he do that spin fadeaway? He just kind of did it. He can't really teach it. It, it came natural. It was a natural instinct. And I recently went through the same thing trying to teach my kid uh, some soccer out back, right? We were playing soccer and I was trying to teach him how to do something. And I was twisting my body in a certain way. And I'm like, how do I explain this? Because I, I, I can do it. I know what it is, but I, I can't explain it. And the same thing you'll find with a lot of great traders. A lot of great traders are great at analyzing the market. They can tell you exactly, hey, the market is going to reverse at this level. And you may ask, well, why? How do you know that? It's like, well, it, uh, it, I, I just know it. I just, I just do. And they, they have that natural instinct, that natural ability to kind of read in between the lines, that, that natural sense to tell when a, a consolidation is going to break out, when a reversal is going to happen, when a trend is going to continue. They have that natural ability and they can't necessarily explain it. And that's something that makes them great at trading because they have that 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 sixth sense, I guess, that we don't have, but it also makes it very difficult for them to, to train others. And I look back and, and some of you guys are asking yourself, well, Kiel, aren't you a great trader? How come you're such a good teacher? I, I don't consider myself a great trader at all. If you ever spend any time with me, I think I'm a good trader. I don't consider myself a great trader, right? You know, typically, and you know, these numbers always, you know, get me yelled at all the time, but typically in this industry, here's the deal, whether you want to believe it or not, um, if, if, if you can average 2% a month, you're considered a good trader. What's that? 24% a year. Um, you know, and let, let's not even add no money management or anything like that. Just a, a, a trading a flat, a, a base position size, right? No, no position sizing strategy, something like that. 24% a year, you're considered a good trader. If you can make 5% a, a month, so 60% a year, right? You're considered a great trader. I don't make 60% a year on average, right? Maybe I have a year where I hit a certain, a certain mark in my position sizing and, and halfway through the year, I, I jump up to my next level of position sizing and, and I can make more and I have a, a hot year that way. But all else being equal, I'm typically around mid 30s, mid 40s max, right? For my, 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 um, my average return on investment. Um, so I consider myself a good trader, but I'm not a great trader. And 
I think that one of the reasons I've become such a a good coach is because I wasn't really a a good trader for so long. I was a struggling trader, and the lessons that I learned in the market come from two places. One, they do come from my trading mentor. I had a, a extremely good trading coach, very 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 good trading coach. He taught me so much. Um, so I learned a lot through that, right? That's what turned my trading around. But stubborn me, hard-headed me, I also took the hard way through it, right? So I, I made a lot of mistakes. Even after being kind of told what to do and led down the right path, I still made a lot of mistakes. And it really took me overcoming each of those mistakes one at a time to become a good trader, right? So I, I had to do everything the hard way to become a good trader. However, because I did everything the hard way, I essentially know how to help others avoid doing what I did, right? <laughs> By being bad for so long, I know exactly the different ways that newer traders struggle. I know exactly the, the, the technical side of where they have problems at. I know exactly the psychological issues that they're going to face. And because I went through those same things and, and eventually found solutions for myself, I've become very good at helping others find solutions as well. Um, and, I, and I think that's what it takes to be a good coach. I remember reading an article before where it said um, one difference between great athletes and great coaches is that great athletes, right, they spent most of the time working on becoming greater athletes, right, just maximizing what they were already good at. Great coaches really had to invest in kind of learning the game, right, learning it the hard way. They weren't necessarily blessed with that ability, so they had to really learn the sport or learn the craft, um, in order to, be, to become good at it, while someone that was already skilled at it, they just had to kind of just practice what they were already good at and just get better. So it's, it's always interesting, and, and I think it's an interesting subject. Um, it's an interesting subject just because it, it, it kind of dispels that myth that you have to be a great trader in order to be a great coach, right? Um, I don't think you have to. You, you can be a great coach without being a great trader. Um, you can be a great trader. You can be a bad coach. Um, I think, you know, I, I, I suppose you can be a bad trader and a, a great coach. I, I don't know about that one. Um, I think at some point you do have to be able to back it up, right? You do it just for people to take you seriously. One of the reasons that we, we, we open up the live rooms, we, we take all of our trades live, we show all the trades that we're taking, right? We, we, we do this full transparency deal here is so that people can trust us because a lot of times people come in and, and, and they see across this industry, a lot of people are talking a big game and it's like, well, oh yeah, you're saying the right things, you're teaching the right things, but if you're not actually doing it, how am I going to take you seriously? And you see that a lot in the sports field where it's like coaches that were never athletes. It's, you know, there was one, here's a good example. Um, there was a, a, an NFL player, female, female coach, um, who was a linebackers coach for the Arizona Cardinals. And, and the big thing um, the players actually initially had was like, okay, well, how are you going to coach me? You've obviously never played in the NFL, right? So there's, all, all, there, there, there's that barrier already, that trust barrier of like, okay, well, you talk a good game, but we know you didn't really experience what we're going through. So when things get tough, that doubt is easily going to seep in. And she won him over because she was a great coach. She knew exactly what she was talking about. She proved it to him and won him over. And they trusted her 
Um, but there's always that there's always that doubt. If you have someone that's not actually doing it, you're going to be like, uh, come on, you talk a big game, but easier said than done. So by giving that transparency, we we earn that trust with our traders, right? They see us go through drawdowns. They see us take, you know, massive hits where we, we can't win to save our life, maybe four or five losing trades in a row. And then next week come in and, and create new equity highs by, you know, practicing what we preach, right? We always say stick to the plan, process over outcome. And we, we take those losses. We don't get frustrated. We stick to the process. We come in next week. We take those new trades and boom, we have new equity highs. And the trader is able to see that and be like, wow, these guys actually do it. Um, so I think that's big for, for gaining trust as well. So anyway, that's it for uh, this week's podcast, guys. I got some cool ones coming next. Um, so make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you uh, stay up to date with the Trading Coach Podcast. As always, uh, like this if you're listening or watching on YouTube. Uh, share this on the Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you can. Uh, shoot me a note. Uh, let me know what you think. And uh, of course, if you haven't done so already, please leave me a rating or leave me a review. Either or uh, would be fantastic. And I'll see you guys next time. Until then, plan your trade, trade your plan. Take care, trader.